the secret Joe is that uh, it may be weird that two guys are talking about Charlie's Angels, but it turns out that we are in fact women, and uh, we have a transcoder <laughs> like Charlie does to make it sound like we're men. Give me a moment, please, and take out that trash. We pay taxes for people to come and take the garbage. Hey, listen, Greeny, no more sneaking rides to the junkyard. Yeah, man, take a taxi when you want to go to the junkyard. Welcome to Hot Trash Unlimited, the show where me, Joe, and me, Caleb, talk about recent releases in the theater and decide whether or not they are hot trash. Caleb, what did we see this week? We saw the one, the only, Charlie's Angels. Hallelujah. Welcome to the Pounds and Agency. We exist because traditional law enforcement can't keep up. I don't like that, boy. You guys are like lady spies. Dane's former MI6. Oh, God. What did you do to Sven? I compressed his carotid and deoxygenated his brainstem. Well, that sounds painful. Don't worry. He's going to wake up. Unless he doesn't. This is a franchise that, like, I can respect solely because it's held on, arguably, for, you know, four or five decades longer than it should (laughs) have. Okay. And it seems to have not updated much in those 40 years. Uh, I feel like it got a little more stereotypical. Maybe. It got it got worse. It got it got stereotypical for like each era. Let's be have you seen I, I haven't seen the first Charlie's Angel or the first the the two thousand movie with Drew Barrymore. And oh, I've seen Lucy the scene. Lou. I've seen the scene with Crispin Glover. It's weird. It's a Crispin Glover. That movie Glover is straight scene. up like fetish fuel though. Oh yeah. Like it's, have yeah. you seen the post for it? It's just their butts. Oh yeah. It's bad. It's normal 2000 stuff. Who knows about the 2011 version? That's just lost in the ether as far as we're concerned. Lost in time. Did you ever see the 70s? No. Show? I saw an episode here or there, but not enough to like actually know. But, it, you know, it was coming out at a time when like female-led TV was becoming more of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like Mary Tyler Moore show. There's that show about those two female cops that I can't remember the name of. Rush Hour. Yeah, crush hour. Uh, but it seems like it was feeding into kind of a kind of a thing at the time. And even while it may not necessarily hold up, it definitely was uh, kind of very zeitgeisty at the time. Which leads us to 2019's Charlie's Angels, directed by Elizabeth Banks. Uh, spoilers ahead. I think we should start with the biggest spoiler. Elizabeth Banks should never <laughs> direct a movie again. <laughs> Was she distracted because she had to be in so much of it? I don't know. I'm just saying I've seen her direct two movies, both of which have been terrible. She did two and three at Pitch Perfect. Oh, okay. Three is a step up from two, but I like two more because I have like positive viewing experiences associated with it. But man, this is a big downgrade from both of those. So, wow. Okay. Caleb, we're just not the audience for it. Okay. Here's the thing, y'all. We're going to be saying a lot of stuff that can be taken extremely out of context. Yeah, this is not a bad movie because it's like aimed towards women or anything like that. This is just a bad movie. (laughs) However, I'm just saying we were the only people in the theater. The only two people in the big room at the theater. I've seen pretty big movies in there. That's where like they would show Avengers. I saw Venom in a packed theater in there. Yeah, yeah. So we go in and, you know, we are actually on time to see a movie. We we actually see it opening week. Yeah, we we go opening week. We we get there in time for most of the trailers most of the time. And we are the only people in here. And And we cheer. I think two very cynical guys are not the target demographic (laughs) for this. No, not at all. Yet we got so much enjoyment (laughs) out of it. 
you know, Mystery Science Theater, that's what this was. This is what me and Caleb do when we're watching a movie in the living room. But we had a theater to ourselves. I, for the first, like, 15 minutes, I kept looking up to make sure <laughs> there was no one who, like, snuck in. I mean, they would have made themselves known because we were being loud. Because, my word, we needed something to get us through this movie. Okay, Joe, what is this movie about? It's a it's a female group of, like, spies? Yeah, non- I don't know what to call them. It's like they're, they're not very secretive. They're like a nonprofit. They're non-governmental. They just they're vigilantes, I guess. They catch bad guys. Yeah, right? like, and it's it's full of full of women who are taking down taking down all the evil in the world. Kristen Stewart's like star is our main character, and Elizabeth Banks' wine momness. <laughs> uh, Naomi Scott and Ella, is that her name? I th- what was it? person who's not going to have a career after this movie. Ella Balinska. Nothing against her. It's just this is her first movie, and so she's kind of doomed to fail. Um, Yeah, they're spies, and they're stopping a secret or some tech company that has Calypso that's like self-sustaining energy, but it kills people. Yeah, this is an excuse to see a bunch of people in outfits that grow increasingly impractical. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of montage in this. There's a lot of legs. There's Kristen Stewart's lot, legs specifically. There's a lot of Kristen Stewart's legs, um, and there's a lot of very poorly shot action, and there's a lot of Lord. The editing in that first scene in the coffee bar shop. Ooh, it was bad. So our 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 characters are Kristen Stewart, who plays like Sabina. Yeah, Sabina. The dumbest name. She's a she's like the sassy one, and she does disguises. I get, but they all do disguises. They all do disguises. But I think she does the most disguises. Yeah. Then there's uh, Jane, the, the actiony one. She's the sniper of the group, basically. Yeah, she's probably the best one because she gets the least amount of dialogue. <laughs> she gets the least amount of dumb stuff to talk about. Then there's Naomi Scott. Naomi Scott, and she is like the Eisen character. The she's, newbie. Yeah, she's being brought in, and Elizabeth she's Banks. annoying. Uh, and then there's Elizabeth Banks, who is never trying, but is that also because she she's directing herself, or or is it because she's phoning this in? I don't know. I like Elizabeth Banks in some things. Not this. I, I I feel like we need to go to couples counseling after this because <laughs> I feel like she put me through two hours of a Was lot of two hours? apathy fueled. This flew by. It dragged but true. flew by at the same time. Well, there's one part that does drag significantly. End of the second act when we are leading into uh, the lowest point of our characters uh, and so you get that kind of second act finale. It just goes on forever. And part of that is because this action is so bad and it's very hard to Very follow. drawn out. They don't really know how to keep the like momentum going a lot of the time. But part of that is also because I think these characters are driven solely by uh, cheap conflict with, with little depth beyond that. They try to give Kristen Stewart some, but that's about it. What's her... She's she's rich and being rich rich is bad. But she like, was rich. Oh, but she she stills rich. This movie is very much rich porn. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean it's it's all clothes. Like I feel like this movie's been done before. Like obviously Charlie's Angels has been done before, but like recently. I feel like there was this thing The Spy Who Dumped Me. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> it looked better than There's this. There's definitely some scene where three girls go into a closet. 
and it's like clothes, but it's also weapons. If you have two TVs and you put Kingsman on on one and Ocean's <laughs> 8 on the other, you basically get this movie. <laughs> the central problem is that everything here is done competently to you a You just point. choked on that word. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking because there is that one part where they're where they're introducing like Callisto and what it can do, and it's shot and it's lit so badly, and then all of the editing in this movie. So, like, I feel like if you want to go in and you just want to have a fun night out with your friends and your with your boys with your boys, and you don't pay attention to anything, and you're in an empty theater. Well, no, because that made me pay attention. I'm trying to come up with the scenario where it's just, it's a normal person who goes to a movie and they don't care about this stuff. And it's not bad enough that you would notice yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it's bad enough to pe- peek off my radar. And I think it's bad enough to, like, make this uninteresting to a very fundamental point. The effects in that first fight with the car chase. Oh, well, the effects throughout. The explosion. When yeah, they, that when explosion ain't great. Most of the stuff's caught. like practical for the most part i feel like there's a lot of clear stunt double like switcheroos but there's not any like bad bodies becoming rubbery like most of the action itself i think is practical but then that just makes the cg stand out in the first scene it ends with her flying off in a helicopter but this helicopter shot it's like three very clear back like elements right like you have the backdrop which is just like stock city skyline then you have cgi helicopter with the charlie's brain charlie angels branding on it and then you have kristen stewart then you have kristen stewart in front of a green screen and they're all like nice and pasted (laughs) on top of each other and they all look like they're coming out three different dimensions and then right before that you have what is her name i need to look it up so i can keep saying it you have el balinska Han Solo edit move like super speed onto someone. I forget about this because it never comes back. I was really hoping it does. If you know, like the first Star Wars where Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan like just jump to the other side of frame. That's what she does. It looks like like low budget speedster effects and it never comes back. And I'm so disappointed. She does like, like a swoop where it's like, whoop, whoop, I'm over here. This is a movie that is goofy enough. Or a premise that's goofy enough that I am fine with one of the people having like low level superpowers and no one ever acknowledging it. Or her height is her superpower at the end of the day. She she does stand out amongst these uh, the angels, these ladies. The plot makes I'm not sure if it makes no sense or if it's just so in the background that it just kind of keeps going. Like it doesn't really have clear progression. Other than to like, we're in this location now, and also the bad guys here. Well, and everything's so twisty. There's so many, there's so many Twizzlers twists in this, right? Like, yeah. is this guy the bad guy or is this guy? And like, you know, right when Patrick Stewart comes on, I'm like, he's the bad guy because he's a man. But like, <laughs> obviously, like this is he's in three scenes, four, four scenes of this entire movie. But I mean, he seems to be having fun in all four. Yeah, like, good for him. He is probably the character who's drawn most up in the plot, so I think that really does hurt him. But hey, he's Patrick Stewart. I'm I'm gonna like him. Mm-hmm. Oh, when he comes out in that outfit when they're going to headquarters oh, for the first time, sexy daddy, daddy Patrick, Patrick Stewart, right there. And I feel like that's one of the problems with this is that there's just not enough natural charisma in these characters to like carry over the scenes. Like Kristen, Kristen Stewart, I think has enough that I will enjoy watching her. I mean, she's playing the fun character. Yeah. And and she's doing it pretty well for the most part. I think everybody's like competent. Elizabeth Banks, 
aside, but there's just, there's nothing between them all. I think those action scenes may be more fun if Jane was played by a character or an actor who had a little bit more charisma to her. Although part of that's also because, you know, they do have nothing to do. So maybe you're right. Maybe even if we had the best actresses in the film industry right now, it wouldn't be good, right? Like, Well, I don't think the original is good. I keep calling it the original. I'm going to refer to the 2001 movie as the original, even though I know it's not. That movie was sold entirely on star power. Like, all three of them were coming off of really big movies. Well, but back, like, back then, star power sold. The star power doesn't really sell nowadays. I mean, star power doesn't, like, I don't think it sells as much as it used to, but this movie would have made more than $3 million, I think, if it... I don't know. I, I think what people... None, none of these names are, like, recognizable enough to get, like, like to get butts in seats, I think. No, but you look at the movies that do make a lot of money... Most superhero movies, the char- the actors are stars because they're in those superhero movies. Yeah. Like, you know, Chris Evans had a lot of roles before then, but he wasn't a star before Captain America, right? Chris Hemsworth was not anyone before Thor came mm-hmm. out. You don't have... I think Dwayne Johnson's probably the last, like, true person who they sell movies on this person. Based solely on it is, right? like, it is I, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, I think they try with Will Smith, but I think people are progressively seeing that that doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that necessarily would do it. And that's what that's why I'm trying to say charisma over like star power. You just need people who have a little bit more effortless entertainment quality to them. And I don't really think this cast carries that. I'm not trying to knock any of these any of these actors. I think they did fine. But when you're when you're selling an IP like Charlie's Angels and you have frankly like C-listers really yeah, as, the, as mean, the main as the main cast. Yeah, I mean what's Jane's actress's name? Ella Balinska. Yeah, she has been in nothing before this. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, I think that's fair. Naomi Scott is getting roles. She's not really a name yet. Oh, Sam Kathlin his scream. <laughs> oh yeah, Sam Kathlin plays not the bad guy. He's a bad guy. He's incidental to the movie in the large part. He's 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 the he's the big corporation bra- boss that doesn't play a part at all. But he has these noises he makes, which are delightful. We have Tattoo Man who doesn't talk. Yeah, he's boring. This is this is why the old one succeeded. It had Crispin Glover in the weird role that didn't talk. We have Pat. We have Patrick Stewart being photoshopped into multiple hairdos and mustaches. For some reason, my mind just went to Patrick Warburton. For some reason, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, who, who do you think looks like Patrick Warburton?" No, yeah, no, yeah. We do see. There's a lot of fun in this movie. Like, like it's not trying to be too serious until it is. Well, and I don't even think it's ever trying to be that serious. Okay, we've been dancing on eggshells around this. This is a movie that's all about, like... Feminism. I, I, no, this does not deserve to be called feminism. It wants this, to be about fan, this is, feminism. This is Saturday morning cartoon girl power, yeah. right? Like, in every scene, it may not advance the plot, it may not advance the characters, but it does advance this idea of, like, girl power? But, like, it never defines what girl power <laughs> is. And also, it's never confident enough in that concept that just lets girl power be, you know, powerful women. They always have to justify why they're there. Yeah. If we have been kind of trying to find the the central thesis of this episode, it is that this is a lot of fun. It does not work as a movie, but it's also kind of hard to talk about because we don't want to be the Offensive, two guys yeah. who are just bashing this for being a girl power movie. It's so easy, though. Like, I'm fine with girl power movies. This is just stupid, though. Oh, yeah. There was oh, a trailer. Yeah. 
there was a trailer for uh, Little Women before this, and it actually was like an in, in, like a good trailer. I thought it actually looked interesting, but I made the comment about like but this is w- entirely around Little Women's plot too. It's like these girl power movies can be fun if they weren't stuck in like the 2005 mindset of we can do anything because we have to prove it. Man, I don't think we should be talking about this. It's, uh, it's the Justice League episode all over again. Oh, gosh. Yeah, for, me and Joe used to do a Justice League uh, show where we, we reviewed episodes of the Justice League thing, and there was a girl power episode on there, and we just, the whole time we were- We were dancing around. Yeah. No, it's one of those things where it's like, well, you instantly undercut it when you feel like you have to justify it. Because yeah. you feel like you are catering, the audience you are catering to is a- like male chauvinistic audience and i feel like that's kind of here too less so than in like the 2000s movies but there's still a lot of we're gonna do kind of like some male gazy stuff with the camera and we are gonna focus a lot <laughs> on Kristen stewart's Stewart. gonna <laughs> Kristen yeah, stewart's like, gonna like slap her butt with a riding crop and like sure it's cheeky and it's fun and you know girls can enjoy that too and like we should not be talking about this, but the movie is so obsessed with it, and I feel like it does not do it intelligently enough. No. It just it feels like it is so self-conscious and like it was Elizabeth Banks' turn to have a good movie. That doesn't help either. <laughs> there is a lot of just terrible discourse on the internet. The get woke, go broke kind of thing, right? Like, man, you can't have three strong female leads in a Terminator movie. It's that's that's terrible. That but, movie did it better. They yeah. never drew attention to it. But here's the thing. I think you can draw attention to it and it'd be fine. Right? Like Oceans Eight is a good movie. I think it's very comparable. It's a very girl power movie too. Right. And they do draw attention to it and they do make some some effort to talk about but you know what its focus is its focus is a heist yeah right because it's a heist movie not just girls like girls doing cool things even captain marvel which i think has its has its problems rooted very much in the marvel formula you know what it is first and foremost a superhero movie yeah it's a it's not the most amazing superhero movie but serviceable this is a movie that I don't think really ever fully embraces its spy nature because it's constantly self-conscious. Yeah. So hot trash or not? Oh, this is definitely hot trash. The hottest of trash. We we have ragged on this so much, <laughs> but I feel like we need to explain the hottest how much of trash. Me and Caleb had smiles on our face, except for the second act. The thing is, we can take delight in the terrible effects, the terrible editing, uh, the terrible dialogue, just the, the terrible dialogue. actions. Kristen Stewart just clearly trying to make the best out of nothing, and like we can have so much fun with that, and we did. All these random guys that get introduced and just go uh, go away. The ri- Ralph, the ridiculous, yeah, Ralph, the the security guard Nazi, the uh, the minigun that this dude is like <laughs> one hand we. Out of his hood. Like, sure, I've seen that in other action movies, but I've never seen someone just like one hand Drive. on the wheel, one hand on <laughs> the minigun. Mini and then, of course, my favorite part when we, when they get to Sam Kaplan's house and it's just deer the head. Dance sequence. Four da- oh, yes, there's a dance <laughs> sequence in this that lasts for about 30 seconds. <laughs> Comes out of nowhere, serves no like point to the. Well, no, they're like getting the, there to rescue Naomi Scott. Yeah, but like, but gotta dance first. But they don't need to. I'm just convinced that like those two characters wanted to dance and they just weren't prioritizing their <laughs> friend. But you get to this house and literally the decor is neon deer lights heads. and deer heads. This person 
must have killed so many bucks. Not just deers. Like, these had to be like 12-point bucks. He must have killed so many adult Bambies to get this house. Wherever this house is, I don't remember, that country no longer has deers. <laughs> it is ridiculous. <laughs> and then they have the audacity to kill one of the bad guys by impaling him on something. And that's and something that's not, not, not a deer, deer horn. <laughs> This the audacity. Movie is, this movie is great. Oh. And it's, then they, they like end it. it. It cuts to credits right after the final act. There's no like conclusion or wrap up during the actual movie. It's during the after credits that the wrap up happens. Ella Belinska's character starts flirting with a guy who showed up earlier. And it just ends. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> but then it kept going. So like not really. And then it turns out Charlie is a girl. Oh yeah, which is a weird rewrite of history. Yeah, but who cares? It's Charlie's. Oh yeah, I don't have any attachment to this IP, but I kind of thought it was always interesting how it's like this, like this guy who's putting like he's like trying to build up women and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's a very progressive thing. Again, no attachment to this IP. They can do whatever they want with it. You read it as progressive. I read it as in the 70s they still needed a guy in charge, right? So yeah, who knows? But you don't know who Charlie is at the end of this. You just see that is a woman. But, like, who are you building up for the sequel that will never happen? <laughs> it's Meryl Streep. It could be Meryl Streep or Glenn Close or, you know, anyone, as long as it's not Elizabeth Banks again. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks is Bosley, whatever her name is. Yeah. And Charlie. Also, this has the uh, the great rom-com trope of the, uh, the gay best friend. Oh, my God. This guy is like all of the queer eye guys <laughs> rolled into one. The but stereotype is being pushed. You have three women in this. You're trying to build up all women. Why are they all straight? Kristen Stewart's like, meh, maybe. Well, it's just because she doesn't directly flirt with yeah. anyone. That's not a big thing. It's just... I found this one very, very explicit gay stereotype to be. He was fine. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, well, he was fine because all he had to do was sit around and talk about herbal gonna, remedies. <laughs> I'm going to get you this quinoa dish. I love this movie. <laughs> I we have we have not hit a hot trash movie quite the likes of this. Quite as trashy. This might be the first time I've called a movie hot trash on this. I think it is. And you you called it like. About 15 oh, minutes yeah, in. 15 minutes in. I was like, I think I might be early, but I think we hit hot trash. And I was a little bit worried when that second act finale happened. But you know what? It the, jumped right back into it. That dancing, all the deer antlers. <laughs> the dancing. It's great. Uh, all right. So um, what's next? Should I, should I look real quick? Or are we finally going to hit Dr. Sleep? I don't know. I, I There's think- been so much badness coming out that's like leaving theater so quickly oh yeah and this will be this will be a month this will be gone in two weeks every movie we have reviewed since angel has fallen has bombed yeah it has been wild we wanted to or i wanted to review arctic dogs and it it's left gone theaters. it's gone from theaters already i think until maybe cats we won't reach hot trash peak like this for <laughs> the likes of which has never been seen before i think dr sleeps next go support mike flanagan uh the director who i simultaneously love and hate we'll get into His my boo. we'll get into my relationship with mike flanagan next time <laughs>